Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. Welcome to The Missing Piece, everybody. What's up, Angie? Hey, Paul. Welcome back, everyone. What are we going to talk about today? Compound lifts. We're talking about keeping it simple. Yeah, with compound lifts. With compound lifts. Yeah. And I just want, I, I want to reiterate that. If you don't know what compound lifts is, what it means basically is we're doing the basics. We're sticking to the basics. We're keeping it simple because simple allows us to be consistent because there's less moving parts. It's not overcomplicating things. And it allows us to just get really, 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 really good at the basics, which is. And really good results. And really good results. Yep. So before we jump into that, just want to make sure you know where to hang out with us. Outside of the podcast, which is missingpeacepodcast.com. We've got old episodes of the podcast there. We've got our free Facebook group linked up where we do all sorts of trainings like this, where we are constantly talking about ways to keep it simple so it can be effective. Uh, we've got our Instagram on there. The Anti-Diet 12-Week Coaching Program. You can catch the next start date. Find out what that's all about on there. That's pretty much it. And our website. Which I always poo-poo on our website, but... We know, have a really nice website. We have a, it's a wonderful, wonderful website. Anyway, moving on, let's talk about it. So, we want to keep it simple. So, we want to get results. So, if we're we're talking specifically about lifting, or we're talking specifically about exercise right now. So And using exercise to change our body composition. And using exercise to change our body composition. And so, oftentimes, like, people are drawn to sexier, more complicated, right? And, and we end up doing these movements that are like, you know, you can't just do a lunge or a bicep curl or a squat jump or whatever. You have to do a lunge into a bicep curl, into a squat jump, land on one foot, you know. And then rotate. And then rotate or something. And then and then maybe do, and, and somehow insert the, the buzzword core into there, <laughs> you know, and, and life will be good. But what's really happening is you're just combining all those things in one movement, you're actually just downgrading the results you're getting from each one of them individually. And so when we look at why should, why should we do a specific exercise, we should look at what we're trying to get out of the program overall. And then once we know what we're trying to get out of the program overall, look at, well, what is, how do we want to perform that exercise in a way that aligns with that outcome? You know, and then, and then we'll understand how, keeping it simple is <laughs> really what's best. So overall in the context of like what we do here, we talk about being strong and athletic. That's it. We want to be strong and athletic. We want to look strong and athletic. So looking strong and athletic comes down to being lean. Being lean comes down to mostly nutrition. Right. Right. Mostly nutrition. So we're not even going to talk about exercise right now. Like lunging into curling, into squat jumping will not make you leaner. It won't. Exercise will really do very little to make you leaner. So if, you know, if that's the issue, you want to look toned, you want to look lean, you want to look athletic, you want to address the problem of having too much body fat through nutrition. First. First. That's how that gets solved. Right. Now, there's the other side of it, which is putting on muscle and getting stronger. 
And so for women out there, they're not lining up to, to get super bulky. They're not super excited about quote unquote putting on muscle. But what happens is once you get lean through nutrition, if you want to actually be toned, you have to have muscle underneath. Right. And so that's what we're doing here is we're getting muscular that way. And, you know, you're just not going to get bulky. You're just you're just not going to get bulky from lifting. You're, you're going to get really hard to do. It's really hard to it's do. It's really, really hard to do. You're going to get bulky from overeating. Too many calories because calories because food is the raw material for body tissue. So if you have a bunch of excess food, it will create excess body tissue. If you're eating the right amount of food for you, there's you, there, you're just not going to put on size. It's just not the way it's going to work. And so there's that. And then there's being strong and athletic. And sometimes people are like, well, what does it matter if I'm strong? What does it matter if I can do that? So first of all, <laughs> probably just probably just in the wrong place if that's the way you think. <laughs> um, because our whole goal here is to kick as much ass in life as possible. And that means that we're going to get a little bit better each day. And getting stronger is a fun way to express that. <laughs> so we we might if you're like what's the point of being better physically you know we're probably just not really aligned in our values anyway so getting stronger putting on some muscle now that's the overall goal of the program that's going to make us feel strong it's going to make us feel more athletic it's going to help us perform better it's going to help us look better cool awesome that's what we're looking for in this program now in order to do that with the weight room you have to get stronger by lifting some weights. You have to put a proper amount of force on your muscle that forces it to get a little bit stronger, which means contract harder. And that actually breaks it down a little bit so that your body lays down new tissue. So when you overstimulate your body, which is what you're supposed to do in the gym, it, you, you go past your, you know, really where the body feels safe right now, it breaks down the muscles a little bit and it grows back and it comes back harder uh, and more efficient. That's the way it works. Now, the most direct way to do that is, you know, let's just take the lunge, bicep, bicep curl, squat, jump, 360 backflip example. The way to do that with the lunge is to put weight on it. And when you put a significant amount of weight on it, enough to actually stimulate your body in the, in the rep ranges that are really best for that job, which is like eight, 10, 12 reps, it's, it's going to have to be heavy. And you're not going to be able to do 20 reps or 30 reps. You're not going to be able to do another set on short rest. And you're not going to be able, if, if, if a weight is significantly enough, challenging enough on a lunge, if it's significant enough to actually create a stimulus. You probably can't curl you it. You probably can't curl it. Right. You know? And so and now. you definitely can't jump with it. <laughs> I may have said the jump to be a little bit facetious. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, so the problem is, so now you've. So if, you, if you've downgraded the weight enough, well, now the lunge is inefficient. And if, and if you really look into to work on your arms a little bit, well, the arm, it, the musculature, it's the same thing. You need to be able to use a weight that tears your body down, forces you to adapt a little bit, and requires, you know, two to three minutes of rest after you hit that set. And so if you're if you're doing it in such a way where you're doing a bunch of lunges and a bunch of curls, neither the lunge or the curl is the most effective way to do it for that outcome. Period. Yep. It's just not. So 
why not just separate them out and do a, do a couple sets of lunges in the appropriate rep range, 8, 10, 12, let's just call it, with the appropriate amount of weight that you won't be able to curl because your legs are a lot stronger than your arms. Rest and then work your, your bicep curls later in an appropriate way. You're not saving time. In fact, and, that, and that's the, I, that's I the biggest thing. I was just going to say, go I ahead, think people ahead, think they I'm, can get more done in a shorter amount of time. Yeah. And that's what's, you know, going to give them the results. And it's actually the opposite. I mean, if you just focus on one movement at a time and you go the appropriate intensity, like your workout's going to be done in the same time frame. Like you don't have to be. Right. And also, I would posit that you're wasting time if you're doing something that requires effort but doesn't drive a result. Right. You know? How is that saving time? That's like, that's, it's like my mom. <laughs> she's, she's, I don't even know what you're going to say. She, she's like, she's on Cole's email. Oh, I've got a, I've got a 30% off yeah, coupon. Yeah, 30% is the best you can get. I got a 30% coupon off Cole's, right? So I got to go, I got to go buy some stuff. And then she comes back. She's like, well, I had a 30% coupon. I saved 30%. I'm like, no, you didn't. You spent $200. <laughs> like you did not save any money. Like saving money is putting it in your savings bank account. Right. You spent two hundred dollars. And so if you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to save time by doing these, quote unquote, efficient workouts that don't actually provide the proper stimulus. You're not saving time. You're spending energy that's not getting a result. Yeah. So, you know, anywho, the point is sticking to the basics is what the best of the best do. And so again, like, I guess this is the most deceptive part is like all these workout videos and stuff like that, that have these tremendously in, in shape people, fitness models. They're just doing that workout for that video. I was like, that's not actually, that's not actually how they train, you know? And, And so that's kind of deceptive. So I can see how you'd be misled there, but I want you to know, it's just like anything else, you know, the best of the best stick to the basics. And they, they just do them over do and them, over again. They do them over and over again. And they keep, as long as they are milking progress out of something, they're going to keep doing it because they can get 1% better. And there's just no reason to overcomplicate things. So what do the basics mean in terms of lifting? It, well, we It's mostly compound movements. It's mostly compound movements. So, so what are your compound well, yeah, movements? Well, let's talk about what compound means, right? Right. It requires compound means that there's more than one joint working. So a bicep curl, for example, is an isolation movement because it's really just the elbow joint moving. So isolating that one. Isolating that one joint. Yeah. And the musculature around that one joint. Whereas a rowing exercise would be a compound movement because your shoulder and your elbow are working. So now you're working your back and your biceps. Okay. So that's what compound means. It's multiple multiple joints working together at once. So if we break the compound movements down into families, you've got your lower body, which could kind of which could be further broken down into squatting patterns and deadlifting patterns. And so a squat is exactly what you envision. It's standing up and squatting down. It's a little bit more thigh dominant, but you're still hitting your your, your hamstrings and your glutes pretty hard. And then the deadlifting family is a little bit more hip dominant. So it like hits your glutes and your hamstrings a little bit more, a little bit less quad. And that's more like picking stuff off off the ground, if you can envision that. But if you do either or, you're hitting your whole lower body. If I'm, I used to separate them out, but now I'm kind of like, I feel like it doesn't matter. And so within those, it's like you've got your squat, you've got your deadlift. 
And then in those, you know, within each one, you can do all sorts of variations off of them that are effective. You can do squats, you know, split squats. You can do lunges. You can, you know, you can do step ups. Step ups. Like there's all these things that are still compound movements. They're still basics. But at the end of the day, you're not going to find, um, you're not going to find a twist or a burpee thrown in. Like right. you know what I mean. Like you're just going to do the exercise and you're going to do it in such a way that it that one set challenges you, and that's it. And um, and then the deadlift patterns. You had done squat patterns. So oh yeah, I mean single leg deadlift. Yeah, exactly. Single leg RDL. I mean, there's there's variations on the basics. Glute bridge, glute bridges, thrusters. yeah, for sure. There's variations on the base on the basics, but it's like, but it's choosing that one exercise and mm-hmm. doing it by itself. Correct. So then, for the upper body, you've got pushing exercises and pulling exercises. So pushing is pushing stuff away from you. So the weight starts close to your body and you push it away. So you could think of a bench press, right? The weight starts in your chest. You push it up. And I was going to say you can have horizontal or vertical. Horizontal or vertical. Exactly. So horizontal would be like a bench press or a push-up. Vertical would be like a military press, you know, and all the variations of that. Single arm, double arm, Arnold press, seated, standing, barbell, kettlebell, the whole deal, right? And so... My all-time favorite. Yeah. And so there's there's all... um, all different variations of that basic movement. And then there's vertical pulling, which is pull-ups and lat pull-downs. And there's vertical or horizontal pulling, which is, you know, basically all your rowing exercises. So again, within each one of those, there's variations. There's single arm and there's both arms and there's dumbbell and there's kettlebell and there's alternating, alternating. There's, there's a bunch of different ways to set yourself up and do the exercises, but that, those are the, those are the primary things that you're, you're going to be built around for getting stronger. And then we can talk about stuff like bicep curls and, and, and tricep extensions and single joint exercises. It's not, there's, there's never a place for them. But where do you put them? Where do you put them? You put them on the outskirts of your, or not in the outskirts. I don't, I don't like that term, but. You put them secondary in your yeah, program. We, we, we call, call it, it accessory. Accessory work. So it uh, or assistance work. Like it's it's done after the meat and potatoes. Because you, you know? require the most energy for your compound lifts. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And so you do your compounds. You know, and, and really everything is centered around that. And then outside of that, you get to choose what you want to work on. And if you want to work on basically aesthetics, you want to do a little bit of extra work for your arm and shoulders, and you could do some single joint exercises like bicep curls for your arms and shoulders. Or lateral raises or, you know, whatever. Well, and I, I was saying, like, most of the energy needs to go to those compound lifts. Now, I will say I like all of it, right? But there are some compound lifts that just require more mental energy from me. And then that isolation work, with the accessory work or assistance work, mm-hmm. it can be fun, right? Yeah, and so sure. it's kind of nice to have it at the end where you're excited to end with some bicep curls and see that pump or your lateral raises for your shoulder work. So it's a different vibe for sure. Yeah. Like if you're squatting or deadlifting appropriately, it's it's almost like don't talk to me yeah. between sets. You know what I mean? Because I'm just and I think I, about that that workout coming like three days out. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. squatting days in two right. more days. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard work. It's hard. But I mean, it, there's a certain amount of enjoyment to it for sure. But a like and I, and before I scare anybody off, I also want to just be clear that intensity sits at the opposite end of the spectrum as volume. So when we talk about squatting that hard to where it's like, don't talk to me between sets, 
you're, I'm only doing three sets. Yes. You know, that's not an hour. It's not a whole that, you know, it's not a whole hour long workout like that. But then when it comes to bicep curls and stuff like that, I mean, you could, you could spend half an hour on them. You, you know, you got music going, you're, you're joking you're around, fun. you're having fun. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of a different environment, but, um, that's, that's the basics there. So then it's like, okay, so how do you get, you know, bigger and stronger in them? And so again, there's intensity and there's volume. And we touched on it a little bit on the quality over yeah. quantity. Yeah. Okay. Well, since I can't remember exactly what we said, we'll just, yeah, let's we'll touch just, on it now. But we'll if you want a, a little bit more about that. Yeah. Just go back to that quality, quantity versus quality uh, episode. So basically there's, there's really two ways. So to, to get stronger is to do more weight on the bar. I love the concept of rep windows because it just keeps you honest. So what that means is like, let's say I'm doing eight to 10 reps. When I do 10 reps, I go up in weight. And as long as with a new weight, I can still do eight. I'm in the right rep range. That's it. So when he hits the top end of his rep window Mm -hmm. and he can do all the sets there, then it's time to increase the weight and you can go back down to the bottom of the rep range. That's it. And you could do that. You could do rep windows or you could do something. Um, you could, you could, you could do, um, something like a five by five where it's like when you hit all five sets of five reps at that weight, then you'd go up. You could do that. Uh, I mean, there's, I'm, I'm not going to get into all the different ways to build intensity, but those are the most simple and straightforward. And if you get stronger that way, by putting more weight on the bar, you're, you're creating enough stimulus in your body in order to see some change. And then there's the volume approach, which is adding more total work over time. So adding more sets. So maybe I start the month, a couple weeks doing three by 10. And then, you know, I push it up to four by 10. Maybe by the end of the cycle, six weeks later, I'm doing five sets of an exercise. And you got to remember that's not, if you do that across all the exercises, first of all, the workout gets longer, but I mean, that's a huge amount of systemic fatigue. And so you have to cycle off of that and then you build it way up high and then you start back over. It's, it's like caffeine or alcohol. You build a tolerance to it. Your muscles (laughs) build a tolerance to the volume. So then you have to resensitize your muscles growth, but, um, that's the other way to do it. And then there's, there's a million ways too. like one of my favorite ways to do it is to combine the two. You know, we're over a four week cycle. You you start, you know, week one is just pretty easy. Week two, you maybe add a little bit of weight, but, you know, you're kind of just locking in what you did the first week. I was going to say, sometimes I just use week one as my baseline, baseline. week, and then mm-hmm. I almost just try to repeat it. Like, okay, yeah. you figured out what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Now you know, you know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And then week three, you can do do less total sets. So let's say I was doing four sets week one and two. Week three, I'll do three sets or, or in, in increase the weight, try and go heavier. And I know and I can do that because I've dropped the volume and I can live in that heavier world for a while. And then when I really want to make a hard push week, I take that heavier weight that I did in, in week three and I do five rounds of it. Yeah, you increase your sets. You your increase the sets in week four, you know, at the at the expense of making it seem overcomplicated, it's not. It's put, if you can put more weight on the bar over time, you can do more sets over time or you can get cute and fancy and do some combo of the two. But just sticking to the basic exercises in, in doing more, more weight or more sets is going to lead to the results you want. And getting cute with the exercises and doing, you know, a 360 bicep curl 
med ball burpee, you're just not getting any stimulus from any of those exercises. And you're not really looking, you're not really getting the outcome that you want. You know, you're not, if the outcome that you want is getting more athletic and stronger. So yeah, if you want to get lean, you got to put on muscle. If you want to put on muscle, probably shouldn't be bouncing around between three exercises in one. Oh, show. Well, All real right. quick, you know what I like Yo. about the rep range mm. is I feel like for a lot of us, and it's similar to nutrition too, we just see it as black or white. And with a rep range rather than most of these programs out there, because I do buy a lot on the internet because mm-hmm. I'm curious, it, it'll literally just say three by 10. But let's say for you, you are trying to go up and wait and you can't get 10 reps. We almost have that failure mentality. Like, totally. oh, I can't do that. Right. Like I can't even totally. And so I like the rep range because it allows you to have flexibility within it and understand that your starting point and your moving point can change. And oh, yeah. like when we talk about something increasing or changing week to week, it could be as simple as one extra rep. Like I got so pumped on my bench press yesterday, my inclined bench, I was doing 85 pounds, which is a lot for me on the bar. And the week before I did eight reps on my first set. Nine eight, and this week I was just aiming for one more, and I did nine nine eight. But if I would have saw it in my head that I couldn't just get a set of ten, I would have thought I was a failure. But now totally. I understand that that's okay. I can I just have to work to be a little bit better than I was before. Well, yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up because I mean to get the actual stimulus that you want, the set just actually has to be hard. Yeah, the actual rep window that will cause muscle growth is like really very wide, you know, six to 30 reps will cause muscle growth. But that being said, we typically tend to fall into the eight, 10, 12, because mentally nobody wants to do sets of 30. Um, mentally, like it's just better that way. It's the best balance of like, Hey, you can do some decent weight here without just like doing a million reps. Um, but if you're first starting out, but if you're first starting out and you just need, it's like, so yeah, what you said, it, it's not black and it creates structure without black and white. It, it, It gives you a path to go down without the, Dichotomy, or not even dichotomy, without the success failure paradigm. Yeah, yeah, it just gives some guidance, which which I do love. That's why I love it. That's why I, I mean, honestly, I use it with most of my clients because it's just like, you know, there's too many times where there were too many times where I wrote down three by ten or whatever, and people, what the hell? I only got eight, and I'm like, that's great. And, and I, like, I wasn't, you know, I was like, well, that's fine. But they had already told themselves that they failed. Yeah, because it said 10. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, that's, that's definitely not how it works. I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah. Cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, stick to the basics. Do them well. Do them in a way that you can see progress in volume or intensity, which is number of sets or weight on the bar. And, you know, do that long enough and life will be good. And write it down so you don't forget what yes. you did the week before. Yes, that's a huge, it's a huge factor. I mean, just like anything, just like anything else, you can only manage what you measure, you know, and you will, you'll forget, I promise. You got other stuff going on in your life. You're not going to remember, you know, every exercise of what you did the previous week. <laughs> Plus, it's super gratifying to have a whole workout journal filled out after a year and yeah. just be able to look back and see where you started and, and how far you've come. And that's a pretty cool feeling too, so... So get out there and lift. That's lift it. Heavy. Get out there, lift. Keep it. Just keep it simple, please. Just keep it simple. Do the get really, really good at the basics, and that's really all you ever have to worry about. When you are, you know, when you're two years out from your first Olympic games, then we can get really complicated with your training. Yeah. 
<laughs> but until then, just don't even worry about it. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.